Hey everybody. <laughs> Retired. It's gonna be one of those intros. Um, you know, part of my charm is also being exhausted. Um, how are you doing, Francesca? <laughs> oh, you know. I don't want to spoil it, but maybe I do feel vindicated. And you, so you feel vindicated. Um, I'm actually actually tired. Um, people who know me might assume I'm being salty right now. But that's not the case. That's actually not the case. Um, <laughs> people that know you think you're salty right now? I think based on my tone, you know, like, like I don't know how my tone's gonna. I can't hear myself unless I hear a recording. So, I mean, if you have like dark chocolate and sea salt chocolate, is it so bad to be salty? <laughs> Fascinating. I do love salt and my uh, my chocolate and caramel things. Um, which is funny because I don't actually cook with a lot of salt, but um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm actually just tired. It's been a long week for me. But you know, you know who matters? You do. You do. Both Francesca and the audience. Oh. You both matter. <laughs> me looking at the imaginary audience. Yes, you. Yes, you. And so, um, you know, uh, we we recorded... You know, you're going to get the episodes when you come, but we recorded a few episodes this week. We really, like, racked them out, and so this is our last one for the week, and so we're going to get into it, into it. Um, so, Francesca, why don't you introduce what we're going to be talking about today? Okay. Well, um, we're going to be talking about the, wait, the first episode of the third season of Owl House. Yes. So, um, when was that released? Well, anyway, it was released in 2022. This is definitely going to be released in 2023. So it was last year, guys, last year. Yeah. This weirdly, we'll see when it drops, but it might drop right before episode two drops. Um, right. We couldn't just, well, you know, I think we mentioned on Owl House Part 2, we didn't know how we were going to handle the third season because it's a shorter season, but longer formats. And so we decided to... Um, do it this way. Um, we decided to do each episode. Um, you know, our house will be over soon, so this is us showing our love and affection for it. Um, and then, you know, a lot of content for y'all. Um, if you like our our house episodes, so yeah. Um, should we just do? I just watched it also, by the way. Um, I'm very, very fresh on my takes and my opinions. You're going to get really fresh impressions, Brandon. I don't know if fresh impressions, Brandon, happens uh, very often on this podcast. I'm usually, like, trying to reach back into the deep recesses of my brain. Um. (laughs) Now our positions are flipped. Oh, oh, interesting. Um. So yeah, so we're gonna see how this goes. I have uh, some strong opinions as usual. Um, So I think the only thing that we should remind people is that um, Luce Luce and Company, which is oh, I didn't look up his name, Francesca. What is this? What is the little Uh, one's name? Gus. Gus. So we have Luz, Gus, Hunter, Willow, and uh, Amity all being. 
in, trapped in the human world as things have are kind of disintegrating into the collector's playground in the demon world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and you're kind of not sure the the episode begins kind of right from that jolting um, ending departure. Um, and then, uh, you kind of get a little scene of Luce and company at home, kind of settling in, kind of very shook from what happened. And then we get a montage. Um, so I feel like we can talk about the montage. I don't know if you want to, I feel like the montage has a lot of good parts Mm -hmm. and then we can kind of jump around after. It doesn't make, yeah. Um, cute yeah so i mean reaching back into my memory banks i will say that i recall the montage sort of being split between like domestic stuff and them trying to like like figuring out how to get home yes and like kind of many failed attempts at like getting home Mm -hmm. this is um the montage is really successful here for like i think uh other reasons where like um one you kind of you, you kind of have this, like, passage of time that's kind of fast-forwarded through, which is really great. But then you can also kind of see, like, what episodes feel like they might have done in a long and longer season. So one of the things that they do in the montage is that Luce comes out as bi. Right. Um, right. To her uh, mom. To her mom. And it's super cute that it's, like, introduces, like, she, like, makes, like, a power, like, point about it. And then, um, you know, it's like you just get I'm by, I'm by, I'm by, and then the reveal that it's like on this computer, this laptop, um, to Camila, who's Luz's mom. And then, you know, the mom is just really accepting and it's fast. But like, I could immediately imagine in that kind of, you know, two seconds, four seconds, however long, um, moment like that being an episode of like, Luce being like, I need to tell my mom about us, but she doesn't know, or like whatever, you know, and like Amity being like, you know, she's gonna accept you, like, let's do this video, and just like a fun episode with maybe like less trepidation and anxiety about coming out as bisexual, mm-hmm. right? And like, kind of, I feel like there was like a maybe opportunity in their imagination for them to like flip the script, so maybe less anxiety and a lot more excitement around like kind of this reveal to a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get a taste of it, which I feel like they would have committed an episode to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the experiments of trying and failing, they could have definitely, those could have been like an entire episode of them like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, them kind of putting on their outfits and changing into different outfits. That was like a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. And there's clearly a lot of like, um, how do these quirky kids um from the demon world kind of acclimate themselves to new things right Right. um to the new the new environment of the human world and so we kind of get all of that very quickly as long and with some character growth Mm -hmm. so one of the character growth things that we have is kind of hunter looking at himself in a mirror and kind of realizing like who he is this like kind of warped past future visionings of himself based on like the recent revelations that he had in the previous season and then wanting to cut off all of his hair so he doesn't look like the, the that person anymore because his hair has grown out for like a little bit or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah and that's really great that also does some seating which francesca can talk about because she is allowed to gloat in this moment oh the uh 
wait, is the seating like just uh, because Willow cuts his hair? Mm-hmm. And they have the like blushy, like moment. The the huge blushy moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so all these things kind of happen. Um, as we had talked about in episode two, um, Francesca and I had um a. A wait, and we we didn't really wager, but we had a wager of where the ship of Hunter was going to land. Mm-hmm. I said it would be Gus. Francesca says it would be Willow. Based on this episode, it's looking very Team Willow, though I have feelings about it. Um, not feelings against the ship, but feelings about how it was done. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it's in this montage, and and signaled as important. So I also think that that would have been an episode, right? Like maybe like him like racking with guilt. And these are like him being racked with guilt happens definitely throughout this uh, kind of larger 45 minute piece. But um, we kind of get the seeds of everything that we need to know in a very excellent coordinated montage. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that kind of sums up the montage. I agree that it could have been blown out into... Uh, I mean, it would have been great if these were all episodes, but it it is um, it's nice to get the spark notes in a in a concise way that didn't feel um, it didn't feel like anything was wasted. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's good because it was it's just like such a precious forty five minutes. It's just like I I want everything here to have meaning. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I really love um, the decision around kind of being. Because, you know, a lot of these shows, um, especially like kids shows, they like toe around sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels like uh, the creators gave a kind of big middle finger um, to uh, Disney about canceling their show maybe because of queer themes. Um, you know, Luz has a bi, like, um, I want to say sticker, but it could be like embroidery or whatever on her hat for like everything right and so there is a bi flag visible in base in most like in most scenes after her coming out right and then just even seeing i'm bi in a show i feel like i don't see very often right um like it happens in heartstopper like we talked about um but they like heartstopper isn't like it's not like he like wears the flag afterward and it's this constant fucking reminder <laughs> of like you know yeah. his positionality i mean it's um, also a netflix show but it's like a british show yeah true but i'm just saying you know they're not there's a, i feel like it was clearly a moment of like pro uh, protesting right because mm-hmm. camila wears the rainbow heart for like the rest of the season mm-hmm. um and it's like always affixed to her jacket and then even um, there's another character whose nails are in the color of, um, I want to say, the non-binary flag. Yes. Did you notice that? Wait, who? Oh, oh, see, I was like, I was like, oh, they're like really like, how many fucking queer flags can we put in this show? Um, it is, funnily enough, the um, love interest of Z. Or V? V. Which they, like, casually... They, like, super fast put it in. So, like, when they go to the historical society later... Right. That that person's like, oh, aren't you familiar? Because I think when V's episode's happening, they're, like, the weirdos that were, like, 
weirdos, uh, I say very lovingly, weirdos that were, like, outside that um, V, like, plays the game with, you know? Like, really quickly. Yeah, um, that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's, like, wild because, like, I don't think you get that. Yo, that character might have said their name really quickly, but, like, like in they don't. Yeah. They just literally, their nails are in the flag of the nine nine binary colors um and they're done in this like really cool way and so i was like a literally like oh and then you're like non-binary flag like this is a non-binary person and then i think in some ways like i don't know if v has like talked about program or pr- programs fear god pronouns but as a shapeshifter it like makes sense that they like might not feel tied to masculinity or femininity we've seen it in um double trouble is that their full name yeah um yeah and um she-ra right Mm -hmm. and so it was really cute for them to like not only have the non-binary flag person but or person there um human person but also the shapeshifter like have a crush on them right Mm -hmm. and like being like oh like maybe well they are very clearly shipped um Mm -hmm. or they're yeah yeah they they have a connection well that v like definitely is always blushy about it and then Mm -hmm. also um during the the ending credits there's all this art and like one of the arts is the two of them like smiling together yeah they're like very cemented as a ship (laughs) they're they're more clear as a ship to me than um willow and hunter okay which is not true but i mean it is what it is (laughs) i feel like we should just talk about that (laughs) sure i want to hear i wanted to hear not me not my feelings about it i wanted to hear your joy and like what you saw in the ship i wanted to hear about it from your point of view i mean i i don't know if i uh had a had a joy i was just kind of like that's the ship i (laughs) i was just like this feels like this is what we're going for Mm -hmm. i guess um okay it's been a while so i really uh, and you know they're they're not the the ship that I care about most deeply, right? Right. So it's right. just like oh, I you really have to um, I have to watch it again to really like see anything that I was like giddy about. It's just kind of like they had that moment where she cuts his hair, and basically you know you see them interact in a few moments, and it's just kind of like oh, okay, yeah, you guys are on a a good friend's page right now and like for the most part i think hunter is just kind of going through his um his like paranoia and like like most of the episode kind of centers on him trying to figure his shit out and like making a huge mistake that costs him his you know his actual closest companion Mm -hmm. and so i guess it's just kind of like I think the shipping is super, it's like tertiary even. Like it's really not the most important thing going on with Hunter right now. But like if there's any sort of romantic nods, it's like going towards the Hunter Willow thing. I think most of like, I think most of Gus and Hunter's interactions are more about like an opportunity to see hunter struggling with something or else being like kind of torn between being interested in human stuff 
because it's not magic stuff, which he has like a chip on his shoulder about, which Gus is also into. And then like getting into the sci-fi stuff and just being like, wow, this is cool. I, I like this stuff. And then, and then um, having these moments where he's like, I'm hearing things, I'm seeing things. And then Gus being like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree that the theme for the episode seemed to be like, you know, um, withholding information for fear of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what both um, Hunter and Luz are dealing with. Luz because um, she kind of realized that she was the catalyst for, um, oh, I'm forgetting its name, Belos to um, meet um the collector and like set everything unfolding and like she feels deeply responsible mm -hmm. and then hunter being um you know this like weird clone they call him something right like a grim shadow or something yeah like a grim walker or something like that grim walker yeah and so like he's like he's almost like not feeling even um person right he's feeling like monster in like a really weird way we have to use person instead of because you know they're all demons so mm -hmm. you know so yeah they're, like they're, there's something about like personhood that is lost and that like you know if they find out that he is cloned then they they won't be accepting of him being cloned right mm -hmm. um and that and, and monster in this kind of way by being cloned mm -hmm. um and you know like um this is kind of the things that they're both strained by i I, it's interesting because, um, you know, I watched it, I watched the episode, you know, like I said before, just before we recorded this, so it's really fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the kind of dynamic between Willow and Hunter, just going back to it really quickly, is like, like Willow says something and Hunter blushes, right? And it's kind of, that's like kind of how they see the ship in like different ways. Um, there's like a there there there's like a moment also with um hunter kind of like almost drowning um and willow kind of defensively is like be careful with him right mm. um and then like when he like kind of is on this brink of death perhaps and gets saved by his palisman we're really just spoiling the end of the episode mm -hmm. um you know his head is in her lap mm -hmm. right and so like that's like a moment of tenderness it's obviously like she like cares mm -hmm. um my problem with the ship is kind of twofold mm -hmm. um which is why francesco wants us wants me to talk about it now um because it's just gonna i'm just gonna well, it's gonna haunt, it. yeah, and it's gonna haunt everything I say if I <laughs> if I don't if I don't say it now. Um, is like one I think that the ship is like happening almost at the detriment of Willow's character. Um, I don't think that Willow. My impression of Willow throughout this episode was that she didn't have a lot of lines. Um, that she's often like saying like maybe one or two things and she's not really like conversing with anybody. Um, I kind of have a strong feeling that like, you know, her character has been kind of lost and I didn't feel like she was being as developed or utilized in season two already, which I think I might've said, I think I might've said actually when you brought up the ship to begin with. Um, and, um, you know, like, 
it feels like right now her position is being paramour and not being herself. And I realized that beside besides her being defensive and like maybe saying like mildly flirty things, like we haven't seen her blush. I don't think mm-hmm. she definitely doesn't blush at all in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it's this weird thing where like they're seeding it so like it feels natural, but then also it feels like it's at the cost of a character. And even though my ship is is and was. We'll say is and was because you know it feels like it's past, but it's still current. Is with Gus. Um, it's because like the moments of dialogue that um, that oh gosh, Hunter is having most frequently is with Gus, and there's re- there's like plot reasons like they sleep in the same they sleep in the basement together. You know they're like they're like spending a lot of quality time with each other. Um, but you know, it's like that's where he's that's where Hunter is having not even um interactions that are like story driven. He's just having casual interactions with Gus. And he's not having any like it feels like his the on screen time with him and um Willow is so precious that it's just like there to see the ship mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's there to develop there, the seating of the ship doesn't feel like it's developing their relationship. And so I think that, like, that's where I'm having, like, the tension because I'm seeing him develop a relationship with a different character. Mm-hmm. And the character that he's supposed to be shipped with, I feel like there isn't development. I think it's just seeds. It's just seeding. Sowing and sowing, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's like there are two other episodes to go. Yeah, but, like... This feels like the episode where they could have given that time because they're about to be in a whole bunch of bullshit, you know? But then I feel like Hunter goes through so much bullshit in this episode that any sort of like, I think I think any kind of, rom- any sort of romantic thing that they actively built up before the end of the episode would have been washed away with the trauma of the end of the episode. So in a way, I, I think it kind of is like leapfrogging it in a way that is like going to have to deal with less trauma as part of their romantic relationship. Overall. Okay. Yeah. I can I can see that. I can see that narrative decision, but I I just wish that there was more there's other ways to be soft or playful with each other that like makes it feel included and obviously willow does it right like um the line that she says to flirt with him is like let me see that book when you're done with it because gus and hunter bond over this kind of star trek adjacent book that they find in this universe right um and so like you know she obviously shows interest in that moment that like she wants to you know know about the things that he likes and like he blushes in response to it right and he's like sure i will do um i don't even know if he blushes in front of her actually or if she leaves the shack and then he blushes but whatever um but i think that like there's other you know the pre the the they they do halloween in this episode and um you know Liz and Amity, they do a couple's costume, and then there's another pair's costume, and it's between Gus and um, Hunter. 
Um, and Hunter's and Gus is the one that's like, oh my god, we should do a couple, like you know, we should do a Paris costume. In my brain, I'm like couples costume. Yeah. Um, but you know, like Gus is the one that's like really excited about it, and Gus is the one that's like, you know, whatever. And also like Gus shares like him like not being happy that they're not home together. I just like I just mean like there's like no there's like nothing like that. Like there could have been a moment where, you know. Willow just goes, you know, I'm always here to talk, like, if you need to, and, like, notices that, like, fucking Hunter is, like, upset. Mm -hmm. And, like, that would have been, you know, like, that would have been enough for me. Mm. I just, the lack, the lack of it is just, yeah. Mm. I feel like this is the episode where, like, they could have had a few moments that, you know, wouldn't have been, like, her feeling betrayed. You know what I mean? Because, like, none of them were going to really feel betrayed by, like, the truth. Wait, what truth? That he's a clone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. You, you know? Like. Well, wait. But his his being a clone is, like, his baggage. I, yeah. I'm but sure but are you better. talking are you talking about the trauma of the palisman? Or? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm talking about, like, overall, like, the, the sort of shit hitting hunter's fan on multiple levels like it's 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 a this episode is like a trauma conga line for hunter and Mm -hmm. like i think he goes through a lot and i mean luz is also going through a lot too and like a lot of guilt and like guilt is kind of the main theme of the episode and um but hunter is the one i think who pays the most for you know his guilt Mm -hmm. and i um I don't really think that either Hunter or Willow are doing that thing of helping in the way that is probably ideal, right? Like, they're both kind of interacting with him, not knowing anything. And then by the time everything comes out, the episode's over. So I don't think either of them are in a better position than the other. Like, I think they're both kind of very distant from Hunter. The only person that's actually knows what's going on is Luz, and, like, those two only really are interacting in adventure mode, Hunter and Luz, you know? And then they kind of lead each other into a worse position. Right. I guess, like, my thing about it, though, is that, like, in terms of interactions, Mm -hmm. like, we have a lot of pairs that are going on, Mm -hmm. and they left Willow out, like, for me, at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Because it's like the pair. There's Hunter and Luz as a pair of both having a secret that they both know about that they like are unwilling to share to the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. There's obviously Luz and Amity as a pair, and while they don't have a lot of screen time necessarily to a degree, they've also had like seasons of screen time, right? So like, mm-hmm. and then even then, like they're still thinking about each other. They're still doing things. Like everything's explicit, right? Like mm-hmm. we get a cute kiss. We're getting all the things, mm-hmm. right? Um. Then they make Hunter and Gus a pair, and so, like, they have all these moments together, mm-hmm. but then the Willow and Hunter pair, like, Willow, like, sh- like the Willow and Hunter pair um, happens, but it's, like, very, it feels very less to me, mm-hmm. and then when Willow can have a pairing with somebody else, Willow gets, like, lumped in into a group, so, like, there's the moment where Amity, Willow, and Hunter V's like, oh, you must all be great friends for such a long time ago. And, like, those three get lumped together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the Willow-Amity pair that actually should have, should, 
be continuing, right? Because they're the ones that were friends and then kind of had this really sordid history and then they're like they're on the repair, right? Mm -hmm. But even like that interaction with Willow, she gets lumped in, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that for me, I'm just like upset that Willow... I think that's why I'm upset about that, the way the ship is happening, right? Because it's like Willow isn't being paired well and I know that the the show doesn't have a lot of time so I'm not I'm not upset with the show for the decision that they made in that case you know what I mean like there's not there's not anything about that kind of being upset but it's just like a like a, a like it's a maybe it's like bittersweet you know like if that's the way that they wanted to go I just wish that they gave it in a way that made Willow as a character feel more fleshed out because she's not feeling fleshed out to me. Right. Like, but she's not feeling fleshed out, but then it's like the pair is. But, but I'm like, how is it, how can it be fleshed out if like she's not being fleshed out? You know? But I don't even think really Gus is being fleshed out. I think he just has more fodder to talk about because he's in the human world and he's excited about that. Like, I think those two characters are actually like both underdeveloped in their ways it's just that hunter gets to have this moment because he's in his playground or not hunter gus gets to have his moment right but then but this is that was that was like my point right like even though that might be the case like gus does talk about the loss of like not like of being missed home and we get like nothing from willow you know what I mean? Like, Gus does get some kind of interactions and stuff. He is more easily, like, he is more primed as a character. But then we also are, like, coming back from, like, a season where he has, like, he's, like, just coming away from his big anxiety um, arc, you know? Like, I'm just like, where is, Will- where, what it, like, Willow, she became a badass. She is a badass. She doesn't get any more character development? I don't well, know. I mean, I th- I think that like in terms of her <laughs> character development for this episode, I I agree that I think it's like very light and it's really not she doesn't get as much love and attention as other characters, but yeah, like there's less time. And I I think that like I mean, it Gus is a character too. It's like, well, Gus has had a lot like Gus doesn't have any interactions with Willow and it's like, well, if we're talking about like actual like if we're talking about how everybody like relates to each other even like romantic notions aside and we're just talking about character to character interactions the Mm -hmm. richest ones are losing her mom losing amity losing hunter hunter and uh gus would probably come next maybe like what is it after that it would probably be v and everybody because you never saw V before and it's like wow like it's 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 interesting to just watch her get to be or them wait we we don't i don't remember the pronouns to be very honest we can look yeah. um it's interesting to see V do like any long term um what is it socializing with other people from the boiling isles considering it was just like fully like uh, what is it? Cam- Camilla? Oh, yeah. The V is Camilla. going by she, her right now. Oh, okay. According oh. to this wiki. We're going to okay. assume the fans are on it. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, like, seeing V get to be 
be hanging out with any of the Boiling Isles kids. Like that's that's interesting. And then like Willow is is really really low. I think Amity is really really low. Um. So I don't know. I think I think the romantic interests that aren't Hunter and Luz do not get a whole lot of time. Um, but this episode is really about Luz and Hunter, so I, I see why. And it's sort of like the catalyst for the next, like, phase of shenanery. And, um, you know, Luz had a lot of stuff to do, like, a lot of slack to pick up with her mom. So it's just like, these are precious minutes, and I see where they went, and, like, they don't really go towards Willow and Amity. I mean, I, I hope that that's, uh, that flips in the next um episodes but it's like i mean gus and hunter have have a really um interesting friendship Mm -hmm. and like the moments when you see gus being vulnerable and hunter being vulnerable together it's like also in the same moments that you're getting like more and more of um like hunter like sharing his fears and being paranoid and freaking out so it's like it's like those moments aren't happening, happening in a vacuum. They happen they along happen with, along like, with the, plot. the plot. Right. Whereas something that does not have to be there and could have completely not existed was this haircut. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking superfluous. Like, and it could have been Gus. It's not. So. Well, I was I like, mean, I actually would not trust Gus with scissors near my head. Sweet angel. Sweet angel. <laughs> I mean, you know how easily that boy would get distracted? Like, no. <laughs> we Somehow his hair remains cut. I mean, maybe Willow just cuts everybody's head. Maybe she's like actually ill barber Willow. Give it makes sense. Shears, cause give her wands. She will cut heads. She's the she's the plant magic, right? Like, she like knows about gardening and like, you know, like, she uses That's shears, true. I imagine. Um, yeah. so, like, I was, like, I, mean, I was, like, maybe. she makes them. You don't know she uses in the, in the demon realm. Who knows how they. I think that you get a glimpse of a room in, like, a very brief episode, and it's filled with plants. So, I, she probably doesn't need to, because she does plant magic, but mm-hmm. I think out of the ones who would use shears, it would be she's, fun. yeah, she's the highest, she's the highest probability. But, I, I mean, I agree. I think Willow is really under underdeveloped in this episode. And it sucks. <laughs> I do like Willow as a character, but like, you know, maybe it'll come out. Maybe she'll have more more screen time. Maybe it's just like this is the time we dedicate to Hunter, and like who knows what's gonna happen to him. Maybe you know, maybe we're both wrong. Maybe he will fall to the wayside in his like sadness, and it will go back to being Willow and Gus. Oh, which I I don't like that ship either. Um, I mean, I'm just like, mm, mm. Maybe well, I Gus well and need somebody amazing next episode. And I need to really clarify: I don't dislike the Willow and Hunter ship. Like you actually convinced me of it last time. I was like, oh, I definitely see what you're saying. You know, I just like out of things that I was I was seeing here, I really just didn't like the way it was executed. You know what I mean? Um, because ultimately, like, when a ship gets solidified, you want to feel like there's, like, less 
that the other ship doesn't have any chemistry, right? Like you want the you want that ship to like kind of die, and because of the nature, the confessional nature of Hunter and Gus's friendship, it like makes it feel like Hunter and Gus have that kind of more emotional connection that could brew into something romantic at this time, right? And so those interactions from my lens, from my little goggles lens, right? They like feel like they're building towards something where you have less of a momentum um for the for 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 Willow and Hunter, right? Though they're all the I can see all of the very excellent storytelling ways that they're seeding it, right? And so it's like it's really, you know, I am making an actual mountain of a mohill because we've probably talked about this for like 20 minutes. Um, but I I think it's like, you know, ultimately what this show is going to try to do and I want it to succeed so well is to stick the landing and it has two more episodes to do it. And so I think, you know, with that short amount of time and also just recently having been so fresh from it, my like criticalness is going to be a little bit more poised, but it's only poised in the way it is because I love the show so much. Mm. Right. Like, like I really want it to hit every mark and, you know, ultimately what I'm saying is I don't want, I don't want Willow to fall from the cracks. Mm. Um, is essentially it. Cause I, I have full trust that Amity is not going to, right. Cause she is a central, to uh loses storyline <laughs> right like amity's kind of in like the perfect safe position because like you know yeah she's yeah she's the uh, other she is the the, the protagonist the romantic interest yeah and so like she will always regardless of whether she's utilized or not really strongly she will like always be utilized right. <laughs> she's never like in fear of like going in the the cracks she's, you know like you know what i mean so yeah i mean maybe we should talk about Luz and amity for a second cuz they're they're <laughs> yeah you go were for saying it something about like oh well they get to sleep in the same room and like nobody's batting an eyelash <laughs> it's like this is a good point like I, <laughs> in, in hindsight i'm like Maybe y'all should have gotten separate. I mean, it doesn't. Every it's like three of them in the room. It's like I don't know what you two think you're doing, but there's another person there. Please don't be that shameless. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll regret it when you're older. <laughs> there's technically four. Is it? Oh, there's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, me, it's Willow, the yeah. Um, Luz and Amity. Amity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there. Yeah, that's like that's like being at camp. It's like you don't do things with other people in the camp. And some people do, Francesca. And some people do. I'm not saying that I wasn't one of them. I'm just saying I. I'm just saying for everyone's conscience, like you will regret. You will think back one day, like, "Wow, that was really shameless." You were pretty fucking shameless. What's it called? And you know, it's okay to be shameless. We there's no. Francesca, Francesca. It's okay for other people to be shameless. And it's that's fine. Me. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. You just got to personalize it. We obviously embrace uh, slutty, shameless things that you feel like doing uh, at BFG uh, goggles. Yeah, no judgment. Or BF goggles. Others, others. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, 
and you know, I try my best for Francesca not to judge herself as much, but you know, there's only so much I can do. Right. Yeah. Um, what did you besides them being like maybe shameless in your weird imagination? Mm-hmm. Was there something else that you wanted to talk about with the two of them, or uh, was that it? What was I? I mean, uh, you just said you wanted to talk about them. But I, just I didn't know to talk about, about them, like briefly. It was just kind of like it was just kind of like um i'm glad that nothing i'm glad that I'm nothing glad bad that happened to the relationship mm-hmm. but then again it was like oddly cuz this episode like um it's like season 2 did a lot of this where like lose had so much guilt and like was so was so distracted by her like own negative feelings like and it's not pessimism there's a, there's like a word for like she puts too much on herself. Yeah, she and then, yeah. And then like and then and then she like sets herself up to fail because she expects herself to do all these these things like as like the the main character, like the hero and it's just like dude, no. <laughs> like well, nobody yeah. wants you to be that person that you're imagining you're supposed to be. Well, it's interesting because we actually get backstory onto like why Luz like operates that way right Mm -hmm. so um because this this episode does do a lot of great things it does do a lot of heavy lifting um it 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 is a very successful and enjoyable episode I just want to take the time to say that um after kind of dragging them through the muck about one character um (laughs) um but you know we finally get kind of Willow's or or not Willow we finally get Luz's (laughs) um like backstory right you know we kind of get insight from her mother's perspective about like kind of like her and all these moments that you see in episode one right Mm -hmm. like how did she respond when um luz was being considered a freak and being considered strange right and 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 camila is always showing love and joy for her child in the way that like she sees things right um but then you kind of get at the tail end of that um that Luz's father died right and we like knew that there was like an absent father but we didn't know why right we didn't know if like um it was just like she her mother was a single mother right um they I don't think they mentioned her dad like kind of ever and so then we know that Luz's father died father died when she was really young and you know she's been doing these kind of video journals of like her like processing things right and we know that she's been journaling in the um demon world but we didn't realize that this was something that she does right or like i at least didn't and so you know like when she's journaling she's like i'm gonna you know one of her last one of her one of the last journals maybe the penultimate one she's like i'm gonna like nail this thing for my mom like my mom's really struggling like i'm gonna do better for her right and it feels like the reason why she burdens herself and she tries to be successful is because she's like trying to like support her mother and her mother's grief and like from her point of view right like she was sad but like her mother is struggling and so she wants to do good by her and so she she in some ways she has taken her father's death and put the burden of 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 supporting her grieving mother on herself and on her success specifically right and so yeah 
It's why she fucking blames herself all the time when she fails. And then also why, because she's been an isolated child, why she doesn't, why she doesn't naturally share it, right? Because, like, she's used to being a vacuum and having to depend on herself and wanting to depend on herself so her mother um, doesn't feel further burdened, right? Um, even though her mother was feeling burdened because... Um, she was work. She was working that job and trying to make sure you know food was paid for. You know, like she was, she was trying to support her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. Lose, but in the in the first episodes of the very, I mean, in the beginning of the series, it's like loses like the odd person out at school and is like, mm-hmm. like basically, like to put it lightly, kind of a fuck up. Like, or at least it could be read. She could easily read herself as being a fuck up to her mom because she keeps getting in trouble at school and she keeps like really exasperating her mom and so i get like the way that i get the way that that translates into feeling like or having like a um a need to not be such a burden Mm -hmm. um because all these um respectable figures in society are telling you you're going to fail Mm -hmm. um and like I guess I, I see it, like, it's not, like, it, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Like, that's very much, like, built into her character. But I'm, I'm su- I, I, and I guess it's, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm, like, I shouldn't be surprised that this is sort of, like, what, this is, like, the major conversation that they sort of have. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more of Lou's, like, let your girlfriend in. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just, like, um, I mean, I guess it has to be something. But I wonder, I wonder, like, what, what, what is it gonna look like when that's less of the issue? And like, if we're talking about how Willow is like, like talking about Willow's writing, it's like Amity, Amity gets sort of a little bit one note where it's just like lose trust me, and it's just like I would like, I would like Amity to be able to say more than lose trust me, mm-hmm. because when, when this is the conversation for, for last season and like this very precious short like basically two hour season mm-hmm. I I want to see like that there's more to their relationship than um Amity being like Loki being like I can fix you right no <laughs> and that's like that's like a great point right like like obviously you know there's a reason why Luz like we're talking about like the way Luz is the way she is but currently in their relationship Amity like only supports mm-hmm. Luz in, in a certain kind of way like Luz like Luz when she is emotionally available has opportunities to support Amity but because she is often so ridden um when loses when loses like emotionally available too, um, she can support her, but like that often often doesn't happen because she's so racked and burdened with guilt or a sense of failure or like something like that. And so, Amity is um, Amity is constantly trying to find ways that you do you do this naturally in a relationship, right? To like surprise or lighten loses burden, right? But then it is becoming one note. Like, that's immediately, like, her, um, when they're all, because, you know, Luz goes back to school, and so there's something about her being forced back into the school setting that she, like, particularly doesn't thrive well in. Mm-hmm. And the 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 four of them are kind of left at home in this, like, base that they make. And, you know, she's like, what are we going to do about Luz? 
um, Luz's at school. We can't do this on our own. Oh, but we should. Oh, now I can surprise Luz. I can show Luz that like things are going well and I can make her happy. And like Amity in like this way, when you take a step back, is like very people pleasing. And you know, it's not like the show is doing it in a way that is um concerning right because relationships are complicated but it is in a way that she is becoming one note because she's so hyper fixated on support the support role and so we're actually i think though we're losing like some of the um the texture around amity that made her the love interest that Luz fell in love with or like is you know is is falling in love with which which whatever we're losing we blame the mouse like all of it actually yeah <laughs> you know, the creator and it's like we know that you would do a wonderful job with these characters given time money space like yeah yeah absolutely all the things that you needed and were not given like mm-hmm. we hate the people that took that <laughs> we don't we don't we don't uh, blame the people that are you know making it happen with what they got yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah. it, it, it was like a, yeah, not the, aside from the disclaimer, yeah, this, this, maybe this is just like a note on both of their characters, which hopefully will not continue with the next episode, which, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? Yeah, before we get into what what it, what is going to happen, um, did you see, did you, do you think they see it or do you have an idea about what Luce's palisman is? I think they see it as well. Um, I thought, I thought it was going to end up being like a dragon or something. Yeah, yeah, that was your guess last time. Yeah. I'm slightly, I'm still, I'm still, um, reptilian oriented, but I think it might be a snake. Ah. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because, um, the, there's a story about her finding the, like, snake skin of the garter snake or something, and, like, calling it pajamas, and, like, it's, like, her mother, right? And then, um, she asks, you know, there's a heart-to-heart that her her and her mother have, and she ends up sleeping in bed with her mother for the night, because she just, like, wants that comfort and that support, which I also loved. I love that they had that kind of tenderness, even though Luz is, like, a little bit older, you know? Um, you know, beyond the age where kids do that, you know? Um, whatever. Um, but then she asks her mother to kiss the palisman egg, and then she puts it next to the um, snake skin, that Luz's mother kept, like Luz's mother still has that snake skin that she found. And then when she's like, she's like going, what, what will you be? Will you be like this animal? Will you be this animal? Will you be an octopus so I can shake your hand? When she turns to that picture, there's like a picture of a snake that she's drawn on that same page. And so snake, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. that's why i was like dragon is still close we're still on the same you know i'm not far i'm not that we're not different i'm not that different of saying dragon i'm just like oh the snake was seated for sure yeah i mean a flying serpent is um is fine with me i mean I know she, will fly, <laughs> she will likely fly with it i mean i i think i think there should be some sort of flying aspect or i don't know who knows i mean 
Because if it was well, the... just a flying serpent, it would remind me too much of, like, Asian dragon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like, I don't know if that's what we were really going for. When... Well, they don't have to fly. Well, but most of them are flyers. No, the cat isn't, and then the chameleon isn't. True. There's also, like, the manicure and the crab. There's so many that aren't. They're just animals. Yeah, that's true. Maybe don't is. limit your imagination, Francesca. I, I, should, <laughs> I, should, I should just say, if it's a snake, then and that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm like, let me just win one, okay? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, I was just like, well, I was, I'm the year of the snake, so. Oh. <laughs> um, hilarious. Also fair. Also super fair. <laughs> Um, oh, yes, the Zodiac. <laughs> Feel it, love it. <laughs> I cannot. Um, um, and then, oh, sorry, my brain just literally was like, I really should have bought that coin purse today. <laughs> um, such an aside. Um, and then you were trying to lead us to what we kind of thought that the ending was. I'm going to wrap up what the ending is really quickly, and then we, I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. Ha um so at the end i know um at the end uh basically there's this huge conflict conflict with belos the remains of belos because belos is still alive um spoilers um he's kind of possessed um hunter um which is the moment of strength and kind of stress that hunter is under um belos ends up they end up finding the location of Titan blood and which they need to use for a portal. Bella ends up acquiring it and goes ahead of them through a portal. The portal as portals always do begins to close and everyone realizes they must move to the demon world now um, before it is too late because they might not be able to ever find Titan's blood again. Mm. And so um, we get, um, we get the five um, characters, Luz, Amity, Willow, Hunter, and, Gus um, go through the gate with the inclusion of Luz's mom. V decides to stay home. Um, v just is like, I'm going to hit on um, my new boo and I don't have time for this. Um, um, Demon World is scary. Y'all have chips. I'm good. <laughs> and so that is what we have. The episode ends with them going to the Demon World and nothing else. So Francesca, what do you think is going to happen next? Oh my god. Yeah, you put it on me and I'm still not prepared. Um, well, <laughs> I even of, let you know I was going to do it. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just stuck on like, holy smokes, like what is the world going to look like? Where are they going? Because the last thing I recall is the collector ripping up the entire like world. Uh-huh. And so it's just kind of like, where the fuck do they even... Or are they going, like, back in time? Like, are they actually going to be getting there when the Collector is destroying everything? Or, like, how is that going to work out? Which, I mean, hopefully, even if the Collector did destroy or was, like, like, ripping up everything, it was just to remake it in, like, the vision of the game that he was supposed to be playing with um, King. So... Mm -hmm. I guess I'm kind of like, clearly we need to, like, get back there. I, I'm, 
I'm kind of like, I hope that the plot can hit the ground running. I hope that we're not like too busy trying to get Luz's mom up to speed. And mm -hmm. I hope that when we get there, it will be mostly like, like if anything, Luz and Hunter sort of, Luz, Hunter, and Gus, since they had the most time last season or last episode, sort of like protecting Luz's mom and being around that with like um, Willow and Amity being badasses and like protecting everybody because they're right. really the strongest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter, Hunter is like definitely so sorry to say this dead weight right now because he doesn't have his talisman he doesn't know anything about wild magic and so he kind of is yeah that's the, yeah which um, could, you know teach him maybe but um yeah we'll see how successful of a montage they do because if they do something like they did before where it's like um an introduction of kind of like the first scene that they need to do to kind of place you mm -hmm. And do another montage to, like, get you where you, like, need to go. Where, like, all those things kind of happen. Mm -hmm. Where they kind of, like, introduce the mother to the world. And so she kind of, like, you know, is, like, move. And then they show Hunter, like, being trained in Luce's magic. Um, like, they're not Luce's specific, but, you know, wild magic. Then I, then I feel like, I feel like maybe they can do some of those things again. And I wouldn't be mad at them for doing it again. Because that they're literally just trying to do what they can in the limited time that they have. You know what I mean? And it was so effective. Um, so I'm not, and they do a, they do a different montage. I feel like um, even in this episode, and that's what montages are there for. So um, they might do that. Um, yeah, sorry, I was just responding to you. Mm, no, yeah, I, I mean, and uh, if anything, like somebody who I hope we'll see sooner would be like uh, obviously Ida. But mm -hmm. also, I'm excited to see Rain again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you, I thought you were. <laughs> so yeah, Ida, Rain, and Ida meeting Luz's mom will be interesting. I oh, Ida's I meeting. I didn't even think about that. Wow. <laughs> okay. Holy fuck! I was thinking about how I was excited to see what Lilith was doing. Um, because oh, yeah. I that's yeah. <gasps> oh, don't even tell me when they put. Wow, wow, when they put the, like, drawing, the, like, messy red drawing of Hootie on the house, mm -hmm. and they're, like, and the mom's, like, Camila's, like, what is that about? And then, like, <laughs> they're just, like, we never really understood him, too. And I was, like, How, that, you, but you would put it on the house. You're, like, we cannot have a home without Hootie. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Actually amazing. Wow, yeah, really bring the joy back into me. Um... This is also why I was like, maybe we should watch all of it, so I wouldn't be like so like, um, you know, like what bereft? Like, <laughs> where is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you know, because you like you could see it. Like some of these things that we that I brought up and you brought up, they could totally be resolved in two episodes, which they've been planning, right? So like, you know, yeah, yeah. That that's why I was like, you never know. Like whatever, whatever. That's why. I, that's you decided we should do this episode i agree uh, we obviously did it it's obviously going to be released anyway um so if i had to think about like what could happen next it's like always interesting right uh, did a collector make a bizarre world right where like everything's kind of like gravity's different like nothing's the same like you know they they everyone gets introduced to an alien landscape because he was recreating the world right um do they do the whole like um they're living in um 
they're living in a totalitarian regime, right? And it's like all these faces of collector like everywhere while he's like in a big castle and everyone being like, oh my God, Luce, you don't know what's happened since you've been gone, right? Which usually happens in like some kind of time temporal or whatever kind of way. Um, you know, and then it's kind of like giving you like rebels versus like the dictator, right? Um, which is like such a, you know, fantasy trope, but like it would make sense, right? Um, um, and, you know, it's usually like Rain and Ida have been captured, right? Um, that kind of like narrative. Um, all we know is that King's been playing this game with them and when it's over, we all die or like something like that, you know? There's totally that way that you could do it. Um, it's interesting because of like, you know, both those directions, even though they're like tried or true, it might not be the way that like Owl House like finally wants to do it. Mm -hmm. They could also weirdly like be on like a different continent or like something. Um, the interesting part is that we like it could be anywhere, any when, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and we know that there's a thing around time that they found that like time portal, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And so that also could be like a thing where they're not even going to engage with the collector and then they, they do that. Or that they discover that um, there's another kind of out of this world being of collector that they can like bring, right? Like he's not the only kind of being of that kind of power. Um, maybe there's another one trapped somewhere. Um, it's kind of, you know, this is going to be one of those things where we know that like wherever they land, we just hope they do it well. And we also know that like, this wasn't the vision. This was the, you know, this was that. This is this is the, this is what this is what they ended up um, pivoting to. Right. This is the Tim Gunn make it work project runway moment, <laughs> where Heidi Klum came in and she said, "So I know that I gave you all forty eight hours, but in fashion things change, and so you actually only have." one day left to complete your looks and then you know the people who were making our house were like okay so we really thought we were gonna get like a full season mm. a full season and you gave us six episodes got it mm -hmm. and then you know tim gun appears and says just make it work and so we know that this is their moment and we trust that they will do it we'll trust that they'll do it yeah i mean it's um, oh yeah they also yeah that they did it Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's just being released how they want to. Um, yeah, and you should go back and look at some of the um, the the art that was at the end. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will, I will, I will be revisiting this before the uh, the next one releases for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you can see how all my points are valid and they're not bitter. <laughs> um, or they are. Who knows? Someone will tell me. Um, oh, that could be our poll. Oh, was Brandon bitter? I mean, because what we asked the, the it's the what school tracks are the last time? Um, the palace the palaceman one is weird. You can't really do like a poll on it. Um, I don't know what tools that you have, you know. So yeah, I guess that's the poll. Yeah. Can't wait to see these results, y'all. Right. Um, so uh, we definitely have, um, I, you know, 
We love Owl House, so we're going to still talk about it because we haven't got any emails for us to stop talking about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you really feel like we talk about Owl House a little too much, um, please feel free to email us at... Wow. I mean, don't email me that. I mean, you could, but I will never acknowledge that I received that email. But if you want to send me that email, which doesn't exist and won't ever... Uh, you can send it to bfgpod at gmail.com. Um, I also assure you that we have other things to, um, topics that we're really excited to um, share with you. One that Francesca might not be as excited to talk about, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> we have some, con- you know, we got some ideas. Um, if you have any ideas for us or... Um, my brain, my brain, my brain. Um, if you have any ideas for us um, about shows that you want us to talk about or content that you want us to talk about, um, we can do games. We just haven't done games. Games are hard. Um, mm-hmm. Just let us know um, at that same email. Francesca, say it one more time for us. Oh, man. Uh, BFGpod at gmail.com. And, you know, I want you all to have a lovely day. I want you um, to feel fulfilled um in any way that you feel fulfilled nourished in any way that you feel nourished Mm -hmm. and thanks so much for listening to us yeah Yeah. and then you know also just golden sun just goodbye (laughs) (laughs) no just gold just golden sun francesca oh okay that's it i'm just saying we're just saying golden sun that's it mic drop Goodbye. (laughs)